0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew,
1: and I'm Kelly. <laughs>
0: Why you get so close for that?
1: Because it was serious.
0: Your eyes got really big, and I was a little frightened that you were about to like announce that you have uh, killed the president. I have of not Sony.
1: done. I have not not done such a thing, nor will I ever. Kill the president?
0: You wouldn't kill Jim Ryan. No. Okay, I didn't like the hesitation. Now I feel like we're gonna. The FBI is gonna come for us. No,
1: no. There are so many Jim Ryans in the world. Who are could we possibly be talking about
0: on this video games podcast?
1: Yeah, they can't prove anything. Everything's inconsequential. No. If you Google consequential, uh, Anecdotal. if you Google,
0: if you Google Jim Ryan, what is golden? If you Google Jim Ryan, it's a. Him first, the president of Sony Computer Entertainment America. Well,
1: that's not who we're talking about, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. It's also like some financial wiki, because of course it is, because he's a money hungry Nintendo had a direct.
1: Right, right, right. So who's the president of Mario Kart? I mean In Universe. In universe.
0: She's the mayor, isn't she?
1: Mm. That's he the first the step to presidency. Remember Mayor Pete? Well, he's not the, he wasn't the president.
0: Who's Mayor Pete?
1: Like in real life, Mayor Pete Buttigieg?
0: He's not the president, nor I has know. he ever been the president.
1: I'm just saying he was on the path there.
0: I thought it was governor to president was the path.
1: I think it's could be anything except for like... Well, I think it really could be anything I was with our say. president in mind. So <laughs> I guess as long as you're like a living, breathing man... Um, yeah, that's the you key could word. Probably man. be president. <laughs> yeah. But you know who could really be president is uh, Pauline, mm-hmm. who drives a I Mario Kart and will be driving a car in uh, Mario Kart, uh, whose final wave of DLC will include Pauline, uh, Peachette. Peachette?
0: Do you not remember the whole Peachette debacle? That's where Bowsette came from. Oh, okay. It's where Toadette eats the peach mushroom and then turns into Peachette.
1: Right. P. Diddy. <laughs> just kidding. That's just Diddy and Funky Kong. I just saw the word Diddy and I thought of P. Diddy.
0: I also wrote Diddy without the last name because it's like, yeah. if you're writing a name, if you're talking about like two people that are related, like if you're talking about me and my brother Nick, it's like Andrew and Nick Bartholomew. It's like, okay, that Whoa, makes sense. don't
1: dox yourself. You just dox you and your brother.
0: Oh, I, sh- I shouldn't I should dox him. He's probably going to be mad at me now. Um, oh. He, Yeah. I'm, I'm going to send him a link to this episode. <laughs> uh, but it looks really silly to have Diddy and Funky Kong. Because I know that's their last name, but like, I feel like you have to say both, right? Like it's Diddy Kong and Funky Diddy Kong. Diddy
1: Kong. Yeah, Diddy Kong. Because there's just another notable Diddy in the world. Yeah. Probably, you could argue, more notable than Diddy Kong.
0: De- definitely. I think it's a pretty sound argument. Also, I didn't know that Diddy Kong wasn't in this game. I forgot.
1: This, I just can't believe that this game has been out for so long. And they're like, oh, by the way, there's a couple more racers. Like, I didn't think they were adding any more. But and that's this, fun, this I This is
0: 10 years on. Literally May of 14. And it's what? Uh, it's about to be 2024.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Time yeah. doesn't feel real. I don't really understand Peachette. There, I said it. She doesn't really make sense to no. me.
0: It's just Peach, but with a different outfit, but it's her bloodline is (laughs) Toadette in in Origin.
1: Yeah. Much to think about.
0: (laughs) I don't get it. Uh, If you like racing, but you think Mario Kart is too slow and for whiny babies, uh, maybe you'll want to go a little faster in a new um, F-Zero game, asterisk. It is a new F-Zero game, but it is based on the original SNES game, and it is a 99-player battle royale. So uh, you're racing on an F-Zero, classic F-Zero tracks. Looks just like the SNES game, but there are 98 other racers on the track. You have to make sure you stay high enough in the rankings and not blow up. And if you come in first, you win. Uh, This game immediately released after announcement. I, well, it wasn't a surprise because it leaked, but it kind of makes sense, right? Like so, of all the 99 games, I think it is so surprising but functional.
1: You're telling me that if you come in first place, you win?
0: In a racing game. That's
1: yeah. really interesting. That's yeah. crazy. That is crazy.
0: Well, this I think. Is... The... Oh,
1: go ahead. No, <laughs> go, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. You go ahead.
1: I'm just going to say, this is pretty wild to me. That, but
0: that you come in first in a racing game and you win? Uh,
1: yeah, no. That there's ninety-nine. There's ninety-eight other people racing with you.
0: Yeah, it's chaos. It's chaotic for sure.
1: Like the Chaos Emeralds. Sorry. It's a lot
0: like the Chaos Emeralds. There's no different, Sonic News.
1: Different, different company.
0: And just as fast. Different Speedy I, Blue. I guess should I do a micro review since I played it?
1: Sure. Let it's us.
0: fast. Oh. It's silly. Mm-hmm. All right. It's fren- fren- frenetic.
1: Okay. Wow. That's such like a $10 f- word.
0: I was about to say f- uh, frantic and frenetic at the same time, so it became frantic.
1: Frenetic. Um,
0: it's frenetic. It's silly. Um, and honestly, uh, you will find this very surprising, audience. I did not win once. <laughs> I did not win at all. But I had fun either way because I was kind of getting better and better, and my rank was getting higher, and it felt nice. And I enjoyed it. And my favorite mode was like there's a timed Grand Prix mode. So like for certain parts, times of the day, you can do Grand Prix, which basically means it's five races in a row and they knock out like a select number of racers per race. So by the end, it's getting down to like top 20 instead of 99. It's a lot more like strategic and it can be a lot more specific about what you're doing. Um, And that was kind of fun. I do think that this game has room to grow, which makes sense. They'll probably add tracks as time goes on. Um, I don't think I'll play a lot more of it. I think it's something I would have fun if I like had a couple people in the room and we just passed the controller around because the games are very quick. Um, but you know what? I'm glad they made it. And I hope, my biggest hope is that it reinvigorates interest in F-Zero so that we maybe get a full-on new game in the not-too-distant future.
1: Yeah. Maybe you can falcon punch your way into even another new game uh, like Princess Peach Showtime.
0: Smooth. That was really smooth.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, So we did get a release date for this Princess Peach, previously unnamed Princess Peach game, um, which is kind of interesting because I feel like they just showed off like the tiniest little thing uh, like a month ago. And they were Mm -hmm. like, it's a Princess Peach game, you guys. And it was like, oh, this is going to come out way later. They were like, actually, it's coming out March 22nd next year. So... Yeah, it's not as elusive trailer. <laughs> it's not as elusive as you once believed it to be, um, but yeah, this is called Princess Peach Showtime. It is a, uh, 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 a Transformation game about game. Princess Peach where you'd be transforming into stuff.
0: She have cute outfits,
1: yeah, that's really like key for a good Princess Peach game. You have to make sure that she has some really cute outfits.
0: They're very um, cute.
1: Yeah, it looks fun. Um, I don't know. I, I think- guess I just think the marketing was very yeah. interesting for this game because it's like, oh, I thought we were being like, teasy about it. But really, like a month later, they were like, actually, just kidding. Yeah,
0: I don't know why they didn't A, show this trailer in the last direct or B, not show that teaser in the last direct. Yeah. Like, that seems very odd to me to do like a double reveal and it looks good it it i don't know if it looks incredible um i think it largely depends on the powers that you get um the outfits and powers that they did show looked really fun but i'm like as long as there's some depth to it i think it has very high potential it's also beautiful it is so pretty
1: yeah looks good looks fun
0: you know what else looks beautiful what uh the new amiibos that were shown off in the nintendo direct uh, we saw two of them that have already been announced, that being the Zelda and Ganondorf amiibos from Tears of the Kingdom. Both of them have been announced for November 3rd. Then we got a reveal of the Noah and Mio amiibo, those being the main characters from Xenoblade 3. And those are coming out January 19th. And then the big surprise was that Mr. No Last Name Sora. <laughs> I just realized I was like, oh, he doesn't have a last name. Sora Mickey Mouse got an amiibo <laughs> reveal. And he's coming out twenty twenty-four. I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world, but it does mean that Nintendo is is producing official physical merchandise with the Mickey Mouse on it. So it's a little strange. I'm still thrilled though because I really, really wanted the Sora amiibo. I'm an amiibo Amiibo diehard. And I'm just excited that I get to own little little guy, little Sora guy.
1: I wish it was Kingdom Hearts 3 Sora.
0: I wish they did, because in, in the game, he has outfits for each Kingdom Hearts game. I wish they did all of them. Like, there were, like, eight Sora amiibos for yeah. every alternate costume, and I'd buy all eight at eight, at $20 each. I would spend right. $160 on Sora amiibos.
1: Right. He just looks so little in the first game. It's not my favorite Sora design. I mean, I know he was a child. I but was going to say he's, I, he's a baby. I just don't like the design of that Sora. I like Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3 Sora.
0: Well, maybe someday we'll get a Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3 Sora amiibo. I wouldn't put money on it, but maybe someday.
1: Maybe someday. Just like a while ago, we were saying maybe someday there will be a Mario versus Donkey Kong remake. Well,
0: I don't think we ever said that. I don't <laughs> I think did. we said that even once. I did in my head. Oh, you should so. have said it out loud because then people have been like, "Whoa, well, you called it.
1: <laughs> um. This was also announced at the Direct. It is a remake of the classic. Mario versus Donkey Kong. It's coming out February 16th uh next year, 2024. And uh yeah, pretty self-explanatory.
0: Did you pl- have you played the original? No. Okay. I mean I play-
1: Are you talking about the like original original cuz I played an Animal Crossing.
0: Mario versus Donkey Oh, Donkey no, Kong. No, just Donkey Kong. Uh I mean that kind of counts. I played uh Mario versus Donkey Kong on my uh my old Android phone. Oh wow. Shh, don't tell the police. Um, uh, they're yeah, on the way. I Let's emulated the Game Boy Advance game <gasps> way back when, Whoa. Uh, and I thought it was fine. I mean, the graphics look nice in this one, but it's also very stilted because it's uh, a Game Boy Advance game and they're copying the gameplay one for one.
1: Yeah, it's just sort of... They're just churning out the Mario machine at this point.
0: Yeah, I think this... We'll keep talking about, about like the other things announced, but this has proved to me that like, next year's. There are some exciting games, but also it's going to be a lot of, a lot of filler.
1: Yeah. A lot of holdover just... until whatever is next.
0: Yeah. I think friend of the show Cameron's going to have a conniption because he loves Mario versus Donkey Kong, but... Right. I think it looks... I mean, Donkey Kong's fur looks amazing. There. I said it. It looks incredible. Yeah. See, I can be positive.
1: That was nice. That was a nice yeah. thing to say.
0: Another remake that we got from the same time period of Nintendo's history, which I would say... Uh, personally and Kelly tell me if I'm wrong is a lot more exciting
1: you're not wrong
0: okay good uh, Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door GameCube classic RPG is getting fully remade this is a ground up visual overhaul of the original classic from the game Cube comes out next year we got a pretty nice look it is stunning they did it. they just completely redid it you know all of the visuals have been overhauled and it looks absolutely incredible I didn't think I thought we were going to get a port someday, maybe if we were lucky, but like a full remake. This was a great way to end it. And also like next year. Well, OK, let's be honest, like Switch 2 is coming. This is clear. Like the the fact that the big ending thing was a GameCube remake. It's like, OK, Switch 2's coming. Um, But this is a good way to end it. You know, if we're going to get remakes and stuff to pl- fluff out the release catalog. I'm all for it. This looks great. I loved Thousand Year Door as a youngling, and now I get to play it as an oldling.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I love, Um, uh, you know, I, this was like the, my first like real Mario game. Wow. Yeah. This and then Super Paper Mario were really big for me when I was younger. So I'm hopeful that this means that because we got this one, maybe next we'll get Super Paper Mario.
0: I, yeah, I'm curious, because I'm surprised it was Thousand Year Door that they remade, not Paper Mario for the N64. Yeah. But I guess they know that that's, like, Thousand Year Door is the most most critically acclaimed one, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. I guess it makes sense, but I don't know. I would like to see all of the Paper Mario games, well, all of the classics, on Switch and Switch 2. And hopefully this is, like, a sign that this is what Paper Mario could be going forward. Um I don't know. I'm curious if Super Paper Mario could be on the horizon as well. That'd be nice.
1: Yeah. I remember I was really into the villain in that game, but I can't remember his name.
0: The it guy was... in the big white coat?
1: No. He was top like top hat? He was like a jester.
0: Oh, did he, was his coat not white?
1: It was like... Duh. It was like... It started with a D or something.
0: Was it uh, Bowser?
1: No, it wasn't Bowser.
0: I looked up Super Paper Mario villain. It was Demento.
1: Demento, see? Dementio. Dementio. I see. Because I knew he I knew he was like a little clown. I loved him so much. I was obsessed. It was Okay, so
0: I'm thinking of uh Count Bleck, who is also oh. a main villain from that game, and he I wears thought you a were white thinking, top hat.
1: I thought you were thinking of Balin Wonderland.
0: <laughs> I, I regularly think about Balin Wonder World oh, I'm Kelly. Sorry.
1: I'm so sorry, so sorry.
0: You should be. You should be sorry. It's Balin Wonder World. You know who's gonna be mad at you?
1: who
0: mr ryan jim ryan
1: oh sorry mr ryan
0: um because he made a state of play he did it all by himself he edited it he slapped those trailers in premiere
1: wow
0: he had those playstation symbols roll around on the ground a bunch between trailers for some reason every single time (laughs) on the same day as the direct too we really we took a week off and like oh my god like the gaming industry was like (laughs) losers
1: yeah it got a little bit wild um so you know what they announced at the state of play, at Jim Ryan's state of play?
0: Ooh, don't title it that. That's so much worse.
1: <laughs> uh here's a good title for you. Tales of a Rise Beyond the Dawn. Tales of a Rise. Say it with me. Beyond the Dawn.
0: I kinda like it. Are we making fun of it?
1: I don't think I like the name Tales of a Rise. I think that's what I'm oh discovering about myself right now.
0: Did you well you liked the game though, right? You just didn't like the title? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that about you because I it's like not, Beyond the Dawn. I think that's a great subtitle for this kind of game. I
1: mean, Beyond the Dawn is just the day.
0: <laughs> also, I heard you say it like kind of quick, and it is Beyond the Dawn.
1: Beyond the Dawn is just daytime. It's hard the daytime. To not, say. It's that's hard not to say with a southern accent. If it was like Beyond the Dusk, then it'd be like, oh, it's nighttime. But it's like Beyond the Dawn. That's just like, let me get in my car and go to work. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: I also feel like Beyond Dusk would have been a cooler name. You should have named it that.
1: Well, Bandai Namco. Wait, who makes these games? Bandai. Bandai Namco? You yes. know how to reach me. Um, so yeah, this uh, this DLC for Tales of Arise will be coming out November 9th of this year. Uh, so pretty soon, actually, about two months, a little less than two months, um, for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. So re- you can rest easy knowing that it's coming out on PlayStation 4. I assume it will also be coming to the PC version of this game.
0: Yes, yeah, everywhere. I'm just like, that game's old.
1: It's not, I, it's certainly not new.
0: That's a two-year gap. I really, I thought this was a sequel when it came up on screen.
1: Yeah. I think. And
0: then I, right after I found out it was DLC. I'm
1: trying to think of like other like modern Tales games. I don't even know if they have gotten DLC because the one before this was Tales of Rosaria or whatever right
0: yeah that was the one that everybody was so mad at that they completely re- reworked the series
1: <laughs> right um and then tales of what was before that certainly not the, vesperia uh, right? no was it was, something after that
0: i don't remember but I, they don't do dlc as far as right. i know
1: so this is unexpected but i guess this game did pretty well so i it's they would want to capitalize on that
0: yeah uh Tales of Berseria, and then before that was Tales of Cesteria. Oh, okay. They were doing annual up until Berseria, that's so that's why crazy. there was no DLC.
1: Annual. Those games are pretty big to be annual. Yeah, I loved Tales of Vesperia. That was my last favorite Tales game. That-
0: I think that's pretty common sentiment. That's probably why they did the big remaster a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, true.
0: I'm surprised they don't remake those games. That seems like a really easy.
1: Aren't they rem- Aren't they remastering Symphonia?
0: Well, Symphonia came out and it was really, really, really bad for remaster.
1: Oh, okay. I guess.
0: Or on Switch, at least, it was horrible. Well, and then that goes without on... saying.
1: Just kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm just joking. It's I'm fine. on the we'll Switch too soon. No, you're not. <laughs> <Joking>. It's okay.
0: <laughs> it is pathetic for a GameCube game to get ported and be terrible, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of GameCube games, Resident Evil 4. <laughs> But the remake. Why is that funny? Resident Evil 4 came out on GameCube first.
1: I guess you're right. I just think it's funny that you said that.
0: Yeah, that's a bad way to put it because Resident Evil 4 Remake got some DLC announced for it. I don't think it surprises that many longtime fans. It is separate ways. This is uh, something that they added to the PlayStation 2 version of Resident Evil 4. And now they did a good old-fashioned remake of even that DLC. It is Ada Wong's story and uh, it tells you basically what Ada was up to during the rest Evil 4 remake, and it is already out came out the twenty first of September um it's only ten dollars. It is seven chapters about four hours long, so I'd say for ten dollars it's pretty meaty um before I say my impressions, I guess what is your reaction to this news kelly I
1: think it's I think it's fine. I'm glad it was ten dollars. I feel like that um. Anything more than that would be absurd, because not only is it a DLC of a remake, but it's also, like you said, it's only like four hours. Um, But yeah, I think it's good. I mean, a lot of people like Ada, and I am one of them. I haven't played it yet. I was going to say, do you not? No, I love Ada, um, but I haven't played it yet. Okay. Anyone who knows me knows that I play as Ada in Dead by Daylight, so...
0: Makes sense that you would like her. So there. Um, I played it Spo- spoiler free, uh, speed review. Cause I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it's good. It's really good. If you like resident Evil 4 remake, it's more of that. Um, the only big difference is that she has a grappling hook, which allows for some fun little traversal things.
1: And you get to slay. I mean- and,
0: oh yeah. And you're slaying constantly the whole runtime slaying, um, demons. And, uh, you slay demons, but also you slay like queen. Yes, queen.
1: Slay. Yes, slay.
0: Also, she has like a contact lens thing that lets her see footprints a couple times in the game. They never really explain that she just has a really fancy contact lens. Um, there's also a bit more of Mister Wesker, who we we already knew was in the plot, clearly leading into some sort of Resident Evil Five remake, which. This DS- DLC really enforced that that is coming down the pike. Um, but I enjoyed it a lot. It was just a fun way. In my brain, it was like a fun way to revisit Resident Evil before Remake without having to spend another like 12 hours on a playthrough. Um, this was a perfect little bite-sized version because it goes through a lot of the same beats, but from alternate perspectives. And it also reinforced to me just how good the remake was. Like, I kind of forgot how good it was. But like, dang, that game slapped.
1: Yeah. I'd be interested to see how they're going to do five.
0: If it's anything like this, well.
1: But you know what I'm excited for when they do remake five is Sheva.
0: Yeah, she needs needs a spotlight more than ever.
1: I'm excited because Resident Evil does this thing where they introduce characters in a game and then you never see or hear from them again.
0: And she Uh, didn't even die.
1: She didn't even die. Neither did Carlos. We have not seen hide nor hair of Carlos, much to my dismay.
0: Well at least he was in like a couple spinoffs, right?
1: Cookie just fell out of her bed.
0: Oh no. Oh,
1: Cookie, that was so
0: sad. <laughs> was she just so asleep that she, she plummeted fell? out of her bed? Are you okay, baby? This is the content that you're here for. Oh, Kelly my being God. distraught. I'm so sorry. Is that she was, okay?
1: She's okay. That was she's so just so confused. Sad. <laughs> Look at her! She just fell oh, out of. Oh, that. the
0: bed is all the way on the floor. Audience, yeah,
1: she literally like like
0: the bed fell, not her.
1: It's. Uh, I'm. How would
0: keep... she even do that?
1: She was just so deep in her slumber, and she was leaning. <laughs> and I guess she just didn't realize how far she was leaning off the thing. My oh, poor that's baby. So... This is so sad. I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. I'm depressed. Okay. I'm...
0: Okay, I'm fine. I guess we All right. So, thanks for everybody for listening. This I'm has good. been uh Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew.
1: You know who also falls a lot?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the most complicated segue ever.
1: Um remember that game there was a trailer for it where you're like a you're like a guy in his jammies and it's kind of like uh What was that game? Quap. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gwop. Quap? Quap. It's, yeah, it's kinda it's like by, Quop.
0: It's made by the Quap guy.
1: The Quapper. I wouldn't um, call it that, but Right. It's called Baby Steps. Uh and there was a new trailer at the state of play. And uh we got a summer twenty twenty four uh card at the end. So this game is coming next summer. Um it I, don't, looks- I I only have so much to say because I'm still very distraught over my baby sweet baby cat. Baby steps. That was so sad.
0: I was not I don't think we were ready for that. Like we were about to talk about something falling over, a character in a video game, and then and Cookie said, No, I'm I'm more important. <sighs> um do you want to take a breather? Do you want me to do you want me to lighten up the mood?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and lighten up the mood.
0: Okay. Um what if Sephiroth killed your whole family?
1: Well, I don't think that would make me feel good.
0: Okay, well, good news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's fictional. Uh, but what's not fictional is the new trailer for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. We, during that state of play, we closed out with an incredibly, I don't know, what to, just good, good old trailer for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And to my utter shock, a release date of February 29th. This trailer showed off tons of new gameplay stuff, new characters. We saw Kate Sith in action. We saw a bunch of beautiful stuff from Junon, uh, lots of different cool areas from the game. We saw a car. We saw chocobos that you could ride. We saw Cloud on a Segway. We saw Vincent. We saw uh red 13 riding a chocobo like a person for some reason even (laughs) though he's a dog we saw a couple more summons we saw the fact that you can play as sephiroth a wolf thing
1: isn't he like a cat
0: red 13 is definitely like a wolf
1: like a saber-toothed tiger
0: breed red 13 is a red lion or wolf-like beast that is not helpful (laughs)
1: Lion.
0: that is is exactly what we're trying to argue about i think he's supposed to be like a blend of lion and wolf right right right, i think we both win right instead of saying which of us lost let's say we both win
1: okay i like that
0: um anyway we saw so much we saw incredible story stuff we saw so i just don't know this oh we saw a sephiroth statue that's 17 inches tall and costs hundreds of dollars
1: perhaps you could treat yourself to 17 inches of sephiroth
0: just to be clear that's kelly clapping for herself (laughs) not the other way around (laughs) i need it to be known right i am not doing that right i didn't do it i didn't clap for her i'm sad that she did that just to be clear
1: right i'm glad we saw vincent I've been waiting to see his beautiful face. Well, we did half of we, his beautiful face.
0: <laughs> yeah, the back of his head. <laughs> we did get confirmation he will not be playable. Um he's going to function similarly to Red 13 in the last game. Uh he's not going to be playable, but he will be there. Also the cover includes Cloud, of course, Sephiroth, of course, and Zack. And Zack is in this trailer. Um I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so curious about the story and also the gameplay. I'm not trying to get like feisty here. The gameplay looks otherworldly. Like it looks so good. It looks so incredible. And it, listen, I'm not going to try to like attack. Okay. I get that you're excited, young boy, young man. Oh. Okay. I, I apologize for the guest star that we're going to have for the next few minutes while he gets his gets his his meows out. Um. He really likes Final Fantasy 7. As he's he named should. after a character not from Final Fantasy 7 though uh, anyway it just looks incredible Kelly Cloud can write a segue I,
1: I don't I know it
0: I, I this is now my most anticipated video game and I'm like hype and I haven't been hype for a video game and I feel like a long time
1: Cloud now shares some characteristics with Paul Blart Mall Cop
0: Cloud does share, st- st- share statistics with statistics. statistics? What
1: word am I trying to say? Characteristics. Cla- <laughs> right, yeah, I don't- right.
0: Cloud now does share characteristics with Paul Blart Cop that he didn't before, you know, because before all he had was like the raw sex appeal and the beautiful face. But now he also has the Segway riding.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of Segways, here's what? one. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you still have thoughts that you wanted to share?
0: Uh, yeah. Hang on, just I, let me get one ready.
1: Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Woo! Okay.
0: How loud was that? Because I point the microphone like really far away. Trying it wasn't to it
1: like too bad. Like I, it sounded like loud, but it wasn't like, oh my ears, ah, you know.
0: Ven was right outside the room, and I did not know he was still there. He oh. did not like that I yelled.
1: Well, you should apologize to him. Sorry. Wow.
0: Well, mine didn't fall out of bed, so. Oh. Well, correction, mine's bed didn't fall from wherever it was. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It's making me sad
1: to think about it again. She's just so, like, precious. She's just a baby, so it's like when bad things happen to her, it's like I want to burn the world down. Um, So I don't know if you know this, Andrew. What? But I had some... Uh, files leaked to me personally <laughs> just kidding uh, there were some big uh, document leaks from Microsoft um, I don't know oh, last week last Wednesday see Andrew was right you take a week off and all of a sudden everything falls apart um, <laughs> these were I guess they were supposed to be in like a presentation yeah, Back it in was 2020.
0: It was emails.
1: Emails. A bunch of emails. Emails. Oh, oh, it's always the emails.
0: It's always the emails.
1: Um <laughs>
0: show us Phil's emails.
1: Lock Sorry. him up. Lock him <laughs> up.
0: Sorry, Why?
1: I don't know. Why not? Um <laughs> these had some interesting uh quote unquote leaks in them including um, an Oblivion remaster that was supposed to happen and tw- for the fiscal year of 2022. Uh, fiscal years, I believe, are a little bit different than actual years because business is stupid and capitalism sucks and doesn't make any sense. Um, so this uh, was slated originally for that fiscal year. Um, Doom Year Zero and a Doom DLC were, for the fiscal year of 2023 can we uh, pause also... what is
0: the fiscal year of 2023 it's October it starts... of this year till ne- October of next year Sorry. yeah, I, think... I was just so unclear
1: I know it's confusing that's why I just wish they would say the years um <laughs> and more DLC in 2024 which would technically be like 2024 into 2025 um also included a Fallout 3 remaster for the fiscal year of 2024 a Ghostwire Tokyo sequel uh and Dishonored three, um, there were a few more things, including an Indiana Jones game, which was Bethesda rumored indeed. for a while. Something called Project Kestrel, uh, an expansion for that. Uh, something called Project Platinum, and a and a, <laughs> a licensed <laughs> IP game uh, to which we have no idea what that even means. Um, wow! So. The, so yeah, so kind of uh interesting. We've already really pushed past. Um I mean, these documents are old. They're from twenty twenty, so they I mean they say on them that Starfield was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. Um
0: big grain of salt. Well also what's it called? Uh, what's the new uh what's the new game? Um i'm not kidding right now the other day i was texting friend of the show cameron about this game and i kept calling it Forspoken, um but it's the new game from obsidian
1: oh avowed
0: avowed why do i want to call it Forspoken so bad Because it's purple it's purple what?
1: it's purple forespoken was purple
0: uh, okay no it's kind of like it was like black and gold right
1: look it up read it and weep sucker
0: I feel like you're saying that like you're looking at it, but I'm about. Are to you be talking looking about
1: force? Are you talking about Forspoken or avowed?
0: Oh, Forspoken has a purple background. Yeah,
1: that's right, Andrew. Like I is said, read purple? and weep.
0: Is avowed I think it's purple?
1: Like purple and green.
0: Avowed doesn't really have anything. It just has a logo. There was a is... lot of
1: purple in the trailer.
0: Yeah, it was very colorful. Anyway, irrelevant. That I was just saying, avowed is not on this release schedule, so like it's not a hundred percent accurate, and I would not take. I would not say that all of these games being listed for fiscal 24 means you should expect them in the next 12 months. That seems kind of crazy. Also, yeah. this that would be quite a freaking loadout of games if it happened in the next... Because that starts in, a, in, like, a week.
1: Yeah. I think, too, something to keep in mind that this was before... I mean, this was literally 2020. This was before Microsoft purchased Bethesda.
0: Oh, uh, before it was final?
1: Yeah. So... Who really knows? Um, now, I do think some on here are a little bit more likely. Um, I do think the remasters, Oblivion and Fallout 3, are entirely possible. Just because remasters, mm-hmm. as we know, aren't necessarily... They're a good way to make money. Especially on those like old nostalgia bait games, like Oblivion is a huge nostalgia bait game. And the truth about Oblivion and Fallout Three, to that extent, they just run terribly on any modern machine. Yeah, you can and also, barely play Fallout Three without like a stabilizing mod, which is crazy. So
0: they also remastered Skyrim, and we've seen what that was like. It does. They don't. Their remaster definition is pretty loose. Yeah. I would say if it had a better frame rate and resolution, they'd be like remastered done, released.
1: Yeah. So but the ones I'm not so sure about. Anything Doom related, Ghostwire Tokyo, the sequel I, and Dishonored, I don't know. I don't know about that.
0: Doom, I Doom is the only one where I'm like, yeah, because Doom Eternal did well. Ghostwire Tokyo, I feel like they might have been like excited for that one and then it kind of disappointed with its sales and reception. Yeah. But maybe it sold better than I knew. Um and Dishonored 3, I don't know. I mean, Deathloop was really successful, but also... What's it called? Arcane. The, the, yeah, the vampire game. Redfall. Wow. Fall. Redfall. That's cl- I- I'm not just breaking today, I promise. But yeah, that's... I don't know if Arcane's getting the same funding that they got before, so... I, I think, feel like Dishonored 3 would probably be a little bit more in trouble.
1: I think Dishonored 3 would be really cool, because I think that's a great series. And I yeah. think it's a good IP. Um But yeah, I don't know how Arcane is... They're kind of flopping right now, so...
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, something that could help Microsoft recover from the flop would be buying Nintendo, which, uh, this is not a bit, Microsoft, in these leaked emails, Phil Spencer admitted, he said that he would, uh, as a career-defining move... A move to define his career, he would want to buy Nintendo. Um, he said that unfortunately, they are sitting on a big pile of cash. Um, I think it, yeah, Kelly is shocked. About <laughs> sorry,
1: I did not mean to do that into the mic. Sorry. I
0: I just think okay, boil it down. This is just uh, Xbox being the the child of Microsoft who has a bajillion, godillion, billion dollars um, and feeling like they can kind of do whatever they want with that. I do think that trying to buy Nintendo is extremely arrogant and also would be very, very bad for the industry. Like, Phil is like, oh, Nintendo just needs to see that their future exists off their own hardware. He said this in 2020. I don't know if you know this, the Switch did really well in 2020. Like, <laughs> the best of any game console of that year, Phil. Philip, I, I often like Phil. I think he is usually in touch with um the tastes of game players, but he's also a CEO of a multi-billion dollar corporation. And sometimes he reminds me of that. Yeah. When he says he wants to buy Nintendo.
1: I think it's funny, and if you contextualize it in 2020, like, yeah, I guess he would say something like this. But it's like, oh, we can buy this, this, and that, and we get in trouble with the FTC and all these, like, regulatory committees. Can you imagine? Oh, we also want to buy Nintendo, by the way. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Sure, man. If you think that that will be easier to do than Activision...
0: Well, let's. I'm doing a translation. Eight point oh eight trillion yen in U.S. dollars. So they're worth, quote unquote, less than Activision. Let's see, fifty five billion dollars.
1: I'm just saying, I don't think you could realistically acquire Activision oh, no. and Nintendo.
0: Yeah, because Activision is worth about twenty billion more, but. There's two things to consider. One, no matter how successful Activision is because of Call of Duty, they don't have Nintendo's brand. And two, Nintendo's really good at hardware, like especially these days with the Switch. And I have a, it seems pretty likely that as long as Nintendo doesn't mess around, Switch 2 is going to be successful. I feel like buying one of the other hardware makers, it's going to be a lot harder to sell that to people in trade commissions. Especially internationally, because it's not just a local thing. Yeah. Local. <laughs> like, it's the neighborhood. <laughs> Activision and Blizzard and Microsoft are all just neighbors in the same neighborhood.
1: They are. They eat dinner together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You know who's not for sale and who said so very loudly?
0: <laughs> I love the news.
1: Cow <laughs> They said... They said, listen, y'all, we're not interested in buying anything, and we don't want to be bought. We're just staying in our own lane, moisturized, comfortable, (laughs) refreshed. It's like, okay, Capcom, whatever you say, girl, whatever you say, whatever feels right for you.
0: I just love that it was unprompted.
1: I know. It's like nobody really asked, and nobody is asking. Um, I mean, I realistically, who would buy Capcom, Sony?
0: I mean, I think it was in response to Microsoft's emails because
1: <laughs> from twenty twenty.
0: I we only didn't... because there's so much kerfuffle right now about it.
1: It's like we didn't need to be saying these things. No. But good for you, Capcom. I think it's nice to like make yourself known. You know. Yeah. Speak Capcom? your truth.
0: I should have bought Capcom stock in 2014. It was $2 and now it's $18. Yeah. What an underdog.
1: Yeah. So true.
0: Anyway, I just think it's silly but Capcom felt the need to be like we're not for sale and it's like who asked? Nobody and asked. they're like <laughs> <laughs> they're like we just need you to know just in case you were curious.
1: I like I said I like their energy. Got <laughs> to let Bl- the people know.
0: They're doing their best. Yeah. um, You know who's not doing their best? <laughs> Unity. Who? Unity, the video game engine. Uh, I'll do a short version of this story because a lot has happened in the last two weeks with Unity. So initially they announced that there was going to be a change in how they monetized. Unity is famously one of the most, was famously one of the most uh, developer-friendly engines that you could get. They just took a cut off the top, essentially, Um, and then it it didn't matter if you made, uh, if you didn't make a certain amount of money. So if you made like super small projects, it was free. But they announced that they were actually going to start charging a per install fee to developers. So that includes people who got their game on Game Pass, you know, where famously the developers do not get a per download pay. They just get a lump sum from Microsoft. Uh, if people download it on there or PlayStation Plus' service, the developer had to pay a fee on that, uh, as well as people who downloaded it multiple times. So, like, let's just say Kelly. Our friend, our friend Kelly, she's like, okay, I want to play Cult of the Lamb. And she deletes it because there's not enough room on our computer. And then two weeks later, she changes her mind and she redownloads it. And she does that four times because, you know, we know Kelly, terrible at hard hard drive management.
1: Well, that's actually true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she keeps deleting and redownloading Cult of the Lamb. So let's say she does it 20 times because, you know, you, we know Kelly. She's crazy, guys. Kelly's crazy. I need to uh, be locked up. Cult of the Lamb gets charged 20 times for Kelly's 20 downloads <laughs> after she bought it once. Um. People on the internet were not happy. The developer Slay the Spire announced immediately that they were throwing away two years of work on their brand new game so that they could pivot to a new engine. The previously mentioned Cult of the Lamb developer announced that on January 1st, presuming that this move did happen, they were going to pull the game from storefronts, meaning you couldn't get Cult of the Lamb anymore after January 1st. Um, Lots of devs were saying things like that. I would recommend looking into it. it was it was absolutely insane so unity decided to backstep they kind of did a half step and everybody was still angry and now as of very recently a couple days ago they said all right these changes are going to be a lot more mild we are not going to charge you for game pass we are not going to charge you for playstation plus we are not going to charge you for multiple installs and it will be uh it will just be a lot smaller of a fee and they'll keep much higher thresholds than they were going to reduce them to. So, like, people who are making not very much money don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. Um, And also, big thing is that these changes will not be retroactive. So, games like Cult of the Lamb will not be affected by any of these changes because those games already came out. It's games that come out after the changes that are going to have to deal with this. I think the big sentiment in the community is, yeah, that's a good change and that is way better, but a lot of people feel really insecure with their engine of choice because who's to say that they don't change their mind again in the future you know this company that clearly is trying to make way more money than they were previously who's to say that they're not going to do something crazy in a year from now or in two years from now and do you really want to start developing a game on an engine that'll take you five years to make if in four years they might make it so that your game is not sustainable to release and you're not going to be able to make money after you spent four years of work on it
1: yeah, it really boggles my mind when companies make these just absolutely terrible decisions. <laughs> it's like you don't it's like a company can get so big and still the people in charge can be so hard headed and stupid that they ignore every single person on their team telling them that this is a bad idea because they're like, I don't care. I think this will make more money for us. I think it's also sort of speaks to like, what else are they going to use? You exactly. Know? And it's like, there are other engines, but obviously unity is very popular. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess it's just the idea that like, what else are they going to do? They need us. Um, But yeah, this whole thing, this whole saga has been very absurd. Just, just the thought is, is just, Like, that my minuscule decision, my poor hard drive management skills, (laughs) would be costing money? Like, I just need you to be serious. I need you to be a serious person. They are not serious people.
0: No, it's ridiculous. And I'm glad they're backstepping, but I'm also nervous for developers for the future.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, they're backstepping now. But it's like, like you said, it's like you could be two years into the development of a game and then all of a sudden they decide, oh, actually we're going to do that again or we're going to do something even dumber. It's like, it's hard to put faith in that. It's why these companies Uh these days like try and make their own engines. Yeah. But you can't do that if you're, if you're an indie game company, you can't do that if you're a small publisher or a small developer. So
0: just trying to make money. Yeah
1: yeah it's tough it's tough well um i don't have any good news to i was gonna that say we apologize. have a rough ending the, the rest
0: <laughs> of the show is bad news sorry everybody
1: um the ea originals game immortals of avium um has this game come out yet
0: yeah it was not well received
1: that's tough that's tough you guys i didn't even know it came out yet um yeah. the studio it was uh the game was made by Ascendant Studios um and uh unfortunately they have laid off almost half of their staff uh that's around 40 people um the game like we said obviously was not received well some of us didn't even know it came out yet
0: some of us being Kelly just for clarity <laughs> just for posterity's sake uh the someone I guess West my Kelly.
1: thought was, oh. I'm reading the article. It yeah. peaked at 800 Steam players. Uh, Wait, at really? Yeah. Peaked. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, are yeah. you serious? I didn't realize it was that dire.
1: Yeah. Um, not great. That's what? Well, here's here's the tea on that. According to The Verge, I'm just reading from the article now, less than 9% of PCs may have qualified to run this game.
0: <laughs> Do you want to know how many people are playing right now? Like 10? 23.
1: Yeah, that's tough.
0: This game was not cheap. Like, if you look at the trailers, it was not cheap to No,
1: make. and I think that's probably the issue. They had a bunch of, like, actors in it.
0: 23? 751 all-time peak obviously came out on consoles and maybe it's doing better there but that's really 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 bad oh my i did not know how dire this was and just to be clear i'm not mad at the developers they don't deserve this treatment it's ea's fault but oh my god
1: yeah i i don't know dude it it's it's just not it's just not good i don't really know Obviously, this is not like a, I just think this was very poorly mismanaged by EA, I'm sure, but it's also like, I don't know.
0: It's also, I didn't realize it got announced in April of 2023 and released in July. Yeah, that's- It was so, like, obviously quick turnarounds are fun, but like- this game needed more introduction. And also, like, the way it was marketed made it feel generic, even though it looked like there was a lot of interesting stuff going on. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I don't know, man. That's, That's great. rough. I did not know how bad that was. I thought this was just a sad story. I didn't realize how incredibly poorly decision, how incredible the poor decision making at EA was here.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, like you were saying, it was very exp- It seems like it was a very expensive game. They yeah. obviously were not able to recoup their. They were not able to make a profit. So, yeah. That's really um, unfortunate for, for all those people that got laid off. That is like insane to me. Such an unstable industry. I mean, I think a lot of industries, not just video games, right now are going through a lot of shakeups. Um,. As we sort of adjust to a not so COVID world, um, but I, this just the layoffs and the the gaming industry is it's very alarming. It's like if you're not performing, 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 your job is at risk. And it's like you can only do so much as one single person, and that's just that single person's livelihood is now at stake. You know? Yeah. Because those that's just the nature of this the the nation that we live in
0: yeah we're in a pretty uh the the depth continues because uh immortals of avm studio and ea are not the only one in dire straits square enix has lost nearly two billion dollars in value since final fantasy 16 launched in june this is uh apparently due to underperformance of that game as well as uh Resounding negativity caused by games like Marvel's Avengers, Babylon's Fall, and Forspoken. Um, it's funny because we we talked about Square Enix earlier in the show, and I was talking about how cool Rebirth, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, looked, and like I loved Octopath Traveler 2 earlier this year, and like I kind of liked Final Fantasy XVI well enough, but like that's a thirty percent drop compared to the same time last year. That's really I don't know, I'm I'm worried. I don't feel like Square Enix is in the best spot. I'm hoping that you know they cut off their American arm and sold it off to Embracer, who we know is so good at you know video games, <laughs> <laughs> as we've talked about a lot lately. But I just hope that this doesn't spell trouble for the devs at Square Enix, and more importantly, or. I was going to say for the IP and more importantly for the devs, I want to make it clear that I think human uh, livelihood is more important than Final Fantasy as an IP, but the IP is still valuable and I hope that it's well treated and I hope that this isn't a sign of, you know, a horrible future and instead just kind of a blip as they figure out what the next generation means for them and also maybe that exclusivity is bad for them.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because I had I think people kind of soured on Final Fantasy 16 quite a bit. Um I think the game felt like it was very well received when it first came out and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Yeah, but that's I how I felt. People had already bought it, so I guess I just feel like they are banking a lot on the Final Fantasy name. I mean, when you hear the word like when you hear Square Enix, you probably don't think like I don't know. What else do they make?
0: Kingdom Hearts.
1: Well, Foam Stars. Yeah. When you hear Square Enix, you don't think Foam Stars. Well,
0: Well, I do.
1: Uh, But you think Final Fantasy, so I don't know. I think it's just they're in a really... really They're in a witty... (laughs) I can't speak. (laughs) They're in a really tricky position right now because they've got... Obviously, 16 just came out, not doing as good as they expected. I mean, they had a lot of other flops before i mean not that 16 was a flop at all but they had flops before 16 and then 16 is kind of taking the brunt of it in the media uh
0: yeah i mean it was it needed to be let's see apparently final fantasy 16 may have sold as low as three million copies which is one of those things where it's like uh that's a lot of games but Square Enix has ha- made a habit of setting setting the standards way too high. Yeah. Like, remember when they remade the Tomb Raider, when they did that Tomb Raider game? Let's see what the sales were. It was crazy, these numbers. Yeah, 3.4 million copies of Tomb Raider sold, and they said it was a huge disappointment. And it's like, guys, maybe you shouldn't have set such in- insane standards.
1: Yeah. Was that like the 2013 Tomb Raider?
0: Yeah. I love that was that ten game. years ago. Oh my god, that was ten years ago.
1: That was a great game,
0: and I'm sure that game ten years ago cost way less to make than Final Fantasy sixteen did this year. And yeah, so it makes At, sense that it's such a
1: right big hit for them. So I don't know. Maybe they just hone in on Final Fantasy from here on out with seven and well, seven remake, and or then... just
0: parse back budgets. Video games don't need to be as expensive as sixteen were. Was
1: yeah, I just. I feel like it's set a precedent now where when people are going to see Final Fantasy 17, they're going to be expecting more. And it's also like, if you think about it, realistically, 13 came out and it was a single player story based Final Fantasy and 14 when they announced it, they were like, oh, yeah, it's an MMO. People were furious because it was an MMO. So it's like... Mm -hmm. If they tried to do something different, who knows what the reception would be. And I'm not saying this is like, that's not what I would want. I think it would be fine if they parsed down the budget, you know? I would be fine with that. But But gamers, gamers, I don't think would let them. And I don't think investors would either or shareholders. I think there's probably um, a lot of expectant eyes for whatever the next mainline Final Fantasy game is going to be. Now I wouldn't well, be surprised Cal- if they started remaking other Final Fantasies too. Maybe not to the extent of seven, but I wouldn't be altogether shocked if maybe eventually we got eight, and maybe nine, and maybe definitely ten. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I think I think you get to a point with remakes where it's like we don't really need to remake these games anymore. Like I think probably around twelve, they wouldn't need to remake any Final Fantasies anymore. And yeah. I'm not saying this as if it's a light thing. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 has taken like, I don't know how many years it'll be by the time they're done with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. From, from when it came out. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Square Enix. With Squeenix, as some people Squeenix.
0: call it. Squeenix. I do.
1: I don't. So take it back. Okay. Hey, remember yeah. Callisto Protocol?
0: uh hardly but yeah
1: remember how it was made well by a lot of people but it was also uh, (laughs) one guy (laughs) it was just made by one fellow
0: yeah just josh dumal
1: yeah um ceo of uh of the studio that made it glenn schofield
0: yeah he made Uh, dead space
1: he yes he was a dead space co-creator Uh, He said he's out. He said, I'm leaving. See you later. Um, Interestingly enough, the studio's chief operating officer and their chief financial officer are also leaving. Uh, All three of these departures are voluntary. They were not fired. They're leaving. Um, Uh...
0: Well, we all know the Callista
1: Protocol flopped.
0: Yeah. And wasn't good.
1: And... Right. And wasn't good. So, I don't really know what is going to happen with Striking Distance Studios, which is a really... Let me just be clear. This is a very stupid name for a studio.
0: I mean, they're done for. They're either going to shut down or parse back so hard to make, like tiny mobile games or licensed stuff
1: well they belong to a big korean publisher mm. so i don't know if that if i mean that might be the path the path the path pa- that might be the path if they're taking i'm like daffy duck <laughs> over here that might be the path that they're taking i don't really know i don't know what glenn Scho- schofield is going to do next is he going to make another dead space game and call it something else and have it flop i don't know It's just not,
0: it doesn't look good for him considering Dead Space Remake came out right after and was like astronomically better received.
1: Yeah. I think space horror is really still quite untapped in the video game arena. Um, And I think that if he had a vision, he should maybe bring it to one of the big guys. But he just probably doesn't have that kind of pull. I don't think anybody really has that kind of pull except for like, Kojima. Kojima. hmm Same thought. And even he is like... His pull is... It's it not wavers. that Death Stranding flopped. It's just like... It was so abstract that... It was maybe not... I don't know. I, I'm it not saying million, that it sullied his reputation curious. or anything. I'm just saying that, like, I can't imagine...
0: It altered it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that there uh, there was an expectation of that game, t- and it really wasn't what people thought it was going to be. So maybe now people aren't as all in with Kojima. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, that's kind of off topic, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Well, speaking of figureheads leaving studios, I think this might be even more surprising. Hideki Kamiya, who you might know as the Co-founder and current vice president of Platinum Games, as well as the creator of Bayonetta and Wonderful 101, among many other projects, works on Devil May Cry, Resident Evil back in the day, Okami, Beautiful Joe, crazy story developer. Um, Like I said, he is currently the vice president, but as of October 12th, he's going to be stepping away from Platinum Games. I was, I'm not necessarily sad, because it probably is just like a creative clash and he wants to go do his own thing. But I was shocked to hear this because, like, him and Platinum Games in my brain are just so linked, you know? Like, he is he is the founder of Platinum Games, co-founder, but still. Bayonetta was, you know, his creation in so many ways. And even though he didn't create Bayonetta 3, he was just, like, an advisor, he still clearly had his hands on it. It's just odd to me, and he did come forward and say... That he's going to keep making things the same way he likes to make things, um, but it's just it's just odd to me. He was talking not that long ago about how he wants to make a bayonet of four and a bayonet of five. So like, he'd never. I don't think he saw this coming, at least not when he said those things. Um, I just was. I guess I was just taken aback by this news, not in a horrible way, just in like a oh that was not what I that was not on my bingo card kind of way.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Kind of random. It's like, and the statement itself is very supportive of him. So it's like, it's not like he did anything bad as far as we know. It's just, yeah, just random. It's like, I don't know. Maybe he wants to start his own thing, but
0: that this is, to be his honest, own thing. But I was going to say, to be honest, <laughs> but Adam kind of was his
1: own thing. So I don't really know what he could garner better on his own, or if maybe he's going somewhere. I don't really know. I feel like if he was going somewhere, we probably would have heard about it, but
0: yeah. If he had like something else. Yeah. in the works you know I just am also confused because like there's this game called Project GG which was like supposed to be a giant robot game and it was Camille's like child like it was his a game he was absolutely thrilled for and it was going to be his his passion project and that started in 2020 so like what what happened to that is that game I mean I would assume that game's kaput there's no way that that's still coming out if he's leaving right but yeah And, I mean, we never saw anything. We just got a teaser. But it's just the whole situation's odd. And he's just such, like, a character of the video game industry. I don't know. And it's a year after Bayonetta 3 came out. So it's, like, that's clearly not an influencing factor. I really don't know. We're both saying useless things because we're We're both saying we don't know.
1: We're befuddled.
0: We're befuddled. Uh, Kelly. Yes? Could you hear my stomach screaming? No. (laughs) Dang. Well, maybe the audience can hear it. I'm like, I hope. Uh, last weekend, this past three days ago, two days ago, <laughs> two days ago, I went to Cleveland.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: The country. Um, oh. And I went to the uh, airport thing, the airport convention center. That's what the it's called.
1: IX indoor?
0: No, the airport thing amusement park.
1: Oh, okay. That's what it's called. You're right.
0: Uh, At the IX Center in Cleveland, there was a video game convention called Cleveland Gaming Classic this weekend. I went to it. I don't really have a lot to say. I just thought the audience would like to know because they like video games and I like video games. It was just really cool. So I see a lot of vendors there. Uh, I played a couple indie games that I thought were really cool. I'm just I just like to be in that kind of environment. It was very exhausting because I'm not used to like gigantic spaces full of many thousands of people. Um, Tim Misney was there. Wait. I didn't. In the flesh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see him. Oh, my
1: God. For I those left. of you who – for listeners who are not in the Cleveland area, do you know who, like, Saul Goodman is, like, from Breaking Bad, from Better Call Saul? Every city has their own sort of Saul. Tim Misney is ours. Now, I'm not saying that he's up to no good, but he's a very, very famous lawyer in this city, in he- the city of Cleveland.
0: He hosted a Tim Misney eyebrow contest,
1: oh wow.
0: I left before that.
1: Was he playing a video game? No, okay. He
0: had nothing to do with the video games. He was He just
1: probably there. goes to every convention at the IX center. He's probably going to be at the cat Expo in two weeks.
0: I'll go see him there.
1: I will definitely be going to the Cat Expo. I'll have Are you I'll actually? my Zertech in hand. No, I don't know. I don't I know if I can handle that. <laughs>
0: I was going to say it looked cute to me, but then I'm like, that's a lot of cats in one space.
1: That's a lot of cats in a big enclosed space. Yeah.
0: Um, I didn't buy much. I bought a couple of Amiibos because uh, there were Animal Crossing Amiibos for $3. And I was like, yeah, I'll get Rossetti Blathers, and... Uh...
1: Celeste?
0: Rover. Sorry. Oh. I was looking at my Amiibo shelf trying to remember what I got. Okay. <laughs> Because I already had KK and Rossetti. Wait, what? did I say Rossetti twice?
1: Yeah, you did.
0: Uh, I had KK and uh, and uh, Tom Nook, sorry. But now I have five of them. And then I also got a Kazi Amiibo from Smash because they had it for a little bit below retail. And I was just excited to see one, even though that's not a hard Amiibo to get. You can get it on the internet, but I just saw it in person and that's how it works. Um, but there was a lot of really cool merchandise. There was so much beautiful art. I guess I don't really, I just don't really need a lot of things for my house. So I wasn't looking to buy a lot. And to be honest, my days of physical collection of older video games has kind of come to a close. Um, I ain't got time to play video games and I ain't got a ton of space in my house. So it's like, I don't really have a ton of drive to buy old games, more so new ones that I see on sale. But if next year you think that that's something you're interested in, I really, really did like it it was well worth the 20 bucks to get into the place even though they charged another 10 to park and I'm like, dude, that is half the cost of the ticket. That's a little extreme. But what do I know? Um but if you're in the Cleveland area, I highly recommend going next year. I know it just happens you have to wait a whole year. Sorry about that. <laughs> Oops.
1: Maybe we could get a sponsorship next year.
0: Or I, a booth. We should get a booth. That's probably expensive.
1: We'll see. We'll scope that. We'll scope out the scene.
0: I'm going to scope it out right now while you tell people about our plans for the next few weeks.
1: Yes. So um, for those who don't know, I'm getting married in October. You what? Uh, Yeah. This is a pretty big life event, uh, as you can imagine. So time is sort of running a little bit short for me, and I'm getting a little bit pressed. Um, So we are going to take a little hiatus. Um, for the first three weeks of October so this will be the last episode for a little while Um, so we won't be we will be returning on October 24th for our next episode Uh, barring anything crazy happening in the video game world like if they announce anything crazy Switch 2 or uh, anything wild I mean we'll use our best judgment but as far as right now, that's kind of the plan. So um, we'll be back on the 24th of October for our regularly scheduled programming. Um, we'll be talking about Spider-Man, which comes out, and uh, the new Mario game, Mario Wonder, right? Wowie, soie. Mario Ball in Wonderland.
0: World. Wonder Sorry. World, I, I Kelly. I did it
1: again. I did it again. um so so yeah so we appreciate your patience during this time I appreciate you all sticking with us um I'm not going to apologize because I'm not feeling sorry because I'm very excited um but I will just reiterate that um you know we'll miss you guys and I'll miss talking to Andrew for three weeks I'll I mean, see- I'll still talk to him. I
0: was going to say, I'll see you in a couple days and I'll be <laughs> at your wedding.
1: <laughs> but just not every Monday for the next three Mondays. Yeah.
0: I will see you almost exactly as much as I would have, though, just to be clear.
1: <laughs> That's true. We'll and have it'll to be make in person. So that, yeah, we'll have to make it so that you actually can see me as much. Um, So, yeah. So, like I said, if anything really exciting or wild happens, we can do like a little emergency episode or something, but. I kind of don't foresee that. And I'm actually thinking I'm manifesting it because both me and Andrew have agreed that nothing wild, that we don't think anything wild is gonna happen. So now something wild will probably happen.
0: Kelly, it doesn't matter how much you say it, they're not gonna announce Dragon Age in the next three weeks.
1: I know. But I will also say that when we come back on the 24th, um, I have big plans. I mean, like I said, I'm a little bit pressed for time at this moment because my wedding's in less than a month. But um, I will be playing the new Cyberpunk expansion, and I will be giving a full review on it when we come back on the 24th. So do you think I know...
0: Keanu Reeves is in it?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: Do you think Ada Wong is in it?
1: No, I don't. I wish she was. I wish she was in every video game I played. But she's really only in like two. So you
0: play Mario Wonder and 80 Ada <laughs> all Ada <Wong>. about-
1: <laughs> But it's like her like model. It's not like Mario fight at all.
0: Yeah, and she like walks in 3D space, even though it's two dimensional. Yeah. She just like shoots Mario.
1: I would really like that actually.
0: We could make that happen. Also, we might be at the Cleveland Gaming Convention next year. Cle- Cleveland Gaming Classic. It's not that expensive to host. Wow. Uh, to have a boost, So. Well. We have a year to think about it. We
1: do. And we have a year to raise funds. Just saying, if anybody wants to, you know, see us in person, they can always pitch in. Just kidding. I was
0: going to say, it's also not very expensive, so it'd be kind of rude to take funds from people for that.
1: (laughs) I know. I'll use my wedding money. Just kidding. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening.
0: (laughs) Talk to you in a few weeks, everybody.
1: I hope you have a really great end of September and beginning of October, and I hope you're well prepped for spooky season, because after we come back, we are going to have a Halloween episode.
0: Oh, heck. I forgot. Oh, heck. Guess what?
1: That episode's going to come out on Halloween.
0: Wait, is it is Halloween on a Tuesday this week? Yeah. so you better
1: yeah, This week. So you better <laughs> be ready, because we're going to get spooky.
0: Crap. We have to plan.
1: Yeah, we do. I forgot about that. You better that. play the scariest game that you can think of in uh, Wonderland
0: We could watch the Five Nights at Freddy's movie Oh
1: my gosh, so true
0: That's gonna be our Halloween special I'm not so gonna promise that, but true. that's a really good idea
1: Yeah, okay Thank you guys so much <laughs> See you in a couple weeks Bye